All right. So, how many of you have ever fought with your brother or sister at home? <laughs> how about a parent? Ever fought with a parent or an aunt or an uncle or a grandma or grandpa? Probably less with a grandma or grandpa unless if you live with them. Oh yeah, I live with my grandma. <laughs> All right. So, do you think fighting is a good thing or fighting is a bad thing? It's a great thing. It's a great thing. <laughs> For who? Nobody. For nobody. For nobody. Really. But do you ever really get your point across if you're fighting? No. No. You don't really. Why do people fight? Because, because it's fun. Um, they want to. Because they know that they're right. <laughs> so, they're they're, you say right. something interesting. They know that they're right. But oftentimes, the wrong. arguments really either they're wrong or... There may be two sides to the argument, and it really is nothing that is absolutely right or wrong, like God said this is right or wrong. It's just more of an opinion. Most of the time, people fight about things that are very much just opinions. And neither is necessarily right or wrong. You could fight about the specific thing that you're going to do. Say, how much TV that you're going to raise your kids with. Someday, maybe, you'll all have kids. And someday, you'll say, one of you might say, I don't want any TV. And the other one's like, you can have all the TV you want. And then somebody in the middle. So which is right and which is wrong? None of them. Neither of them is like written in the Bible. Because you couldn't show me a verse that says, thou shalt only watch 30 minutes of TV every day. Okay? There's no verse in that. That's an opinion. And you are trying to take verses and apply things with your wisdom in life. But you will have arguments. And that was just a crazy example. That doesn't really matter. There are things that are more important and less important that people fight about. People fight all of the time. And many times they believe they're right. And most of the time people fight because they will not bend. And by that, I mean they do not know how to compromise or how to say, I'm going to be the one to, to back down. Most of the time, fighting happens worse and worse. So here's one thing. Do you think, so you all as teenagers have fight, fought, right? <clears throat> do you think fighting happens less amongst adults or <coughs> more amongst adults? More. More. More, okay. Happens more amongst adults. I got maybe some quieter people that are like, eh, maybe, maybe not. Is it equal or more? Would you agree with that? Yes. Or would you say adults fight less? Same more. Same or more? more. Same. Same or more? Yeah. Okay. And if it is the truth that fighting is really like not such a great thing and you're not really getting your point across because the other person is not listening if you're fighting you're you're not having a discussion you're just fighting right means you're not getting your point across and you won't until somebody says okay i'll listen and backs down a little 
or you both agree to back down. But as long as you, neither of you will back down, the fight will continue. Whether or not it's verbal or come out fist swinging or whatever, right? Either way, that's the case. So if adults fight as much or more, are you going to fight more as adults? Because you're smart, right? And you know not to. So, <laughs> are you just going to fall into what you already know? And you say, well, the adults fight more. Should you? Okay, you probably will. You probably will. Will you get better or will you get worse? This is a thought. Thought to put in your head. And what does God say? Now, here's the thing. What does God say? God says in Matthew chapter 5. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 5. This is a really important one. And you can leave it open at Matthew. We will be doing some other, some other verses. But Matthew chapter 5, verse number 9. If you want to read that, please. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Alright, so. It is important. In God's eyes... To be a peacemaker. In fact, he says peacemakers are what? Just read it in the verse. She, peacemakers. Blessed. Well, they're happy. Blessed means happy, okay? But they are peacemakers equal children of God. Does that mean that if you are not a peacemaker, that you are not a child of God? I don't know. You should just think about that one. Because peacemakers are the children of God. So making peace is important to who? God. God. Right? right? It's important to God. And God says peace is very important. Now, did you understand? Do you know that there is a Christmas carol about fighting? Screw no. <laughs> That's and what's the Christmas Carol Scrooge? There's no Christmas Carol Scrooge. Scrooge is called the Christmas Carol. Oh, okay, there you go. That's good. The Christmas Carol. A Christmas Carol. Right. Okay. It is not Scrooge. Although he might represent these things, but it is not Scrooge. There is a Christmas Carol about fighting. Christmas dream. Christmas dream. There is another Christmas carol about fighting, but one a more traditional Christmas carol. It is all about fighting. The whole thing. And it's just a Christmas carol? It's just a Christmas carol. Nope. <laughs> now you're going to guess. Let's uh, I, will, I will turn, because you don't have this book here. No. I'm going to show you. Do you have some of these? Yeah, there. There it is. What is it? It came upon a midnight clear. It came upon a midnight clear. Did you know that was about fighting? No, no. I was never going to guess that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think we said that this morning. Oh, no, no. We said we've seen the winter snow one. Snow. We, we, we sang this also. We sang this yeah. during church. We sang it during church, yes. Oh, during. So... 
we got to learn about peace and fighting. So here it is. I'm going to sing you this first verse. Or did you want to sing it? No. Okay. <laughs> did you want me to do the alternative one? or? There's a second tune. No. No? All right. Sing it the right way. It came upon a midnight clear, that glorious song of old, from angels bending near the earth to touch their harps of gold. Peace on the earth, goodwill to men from heaven's all-gracious King. The world in solemn stillness lay to hear the angels sing. So God's message is, turn to Luke chapter 2. We gotta, we're going to read about the angels. And you've read this many times, but we're going to look at it. Luke chapter 2. We heard. We hope you've heard this many times in your life, living here at this church. Luke chapter 2, verse number 9, 10, 11, 12, and 13, please. Nice and louder. I'll make you read it twice. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were so afraid. Verse 10, please. And the angel said unto them, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. I like that. That was good. Keep going. And this shall be a sign unto you, and ye shall find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in nature. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, on earth peace, goodwill towards men. Okay. So. <clears throat> When we read that, the shepherds were in the hills. We know that. They came with a message. What was God's message? Peace on earth. Peace on earth. What? Goodwill to men. Peace on earth. Goodwill to men. Okay? What's goodwill? He wants good things to happen? Yes, yes. He has good intentions for you. And if God has good intentions for you, it's not like a human that says, oh, I've got good intentions, but I just didn't do it. Right? God has good intentions for you. He has all good things He wants for you. And His intentions include, one of the main things is peace on earth. And so we see lots of decorations. People put peace on earth on things, right? And they say, we're going to have peace on earth. It's all going to be wonderful. And it says in the song that the angels came and, and did that over the solemn stillness that lay. What's solemn? Serious. Serious. Um, sad. Sad. Sober. Those three words kind of put together, that means you're solemn. Okay? Thoughtful. Because the only time that humans are thoughtful is when they are quiet. When their mouth is running, they are not very thoughtful, usually. All they're thinking is about the next 
thing that they can say. And oftentimes, humans cut off each other because they just want the next thing to be said. I got my, I gotta get my idea out. And if we can stop and listen to God, we will learn a lot. All right, so verse number two, Let me make sure it's the right verse. There are a couple of verses that are in the books, uh, that are in older books, and I want to share them with you. Originally, this was written as a poem, okay? The second verse Still through the cloven skies they come with peaceful wings unfurled. This is the angels. And still their heavenly music floats o'er all the weary world. Above its sad and lowly plains, they bend on hovering wing, and ever o'er its babble sounds, the blessed angels sing. So the cloven skies means it's split, right? Heaven splits wide open, and the angels show up. But what the verse is saying is, still, this song is being sung to the earth. Still today. 2,000 years after it was first sung, peace on earth, goodwill towards men, it is still being sung today to us from God. The echoes still remain. But here's what the world looks like. Still their heavenly music floats o'er all the what kind of world? Weary. Weary world. Above its sad, sad and lowly. lowly plains. Okay? This is the earth. This is what it's like. Weary, sad, lowly. Okay? Weary, sad, and lowly. Not doing too good with peace so far. And ever or its babble sounds, the blessed angels sing. So still, what is a babble sound? Anybody know? Stuff that doesn't mean anything, just noise. Well, that's the core of where it comes from. If you turn to Genesis, you're going to see the Tower of Babel is the core of what that really comes from. Genesis chapter 11. Because in these songs are packed all sorts of things. We're going to read verses 1 through 9, the story of the Tower of Babel, wherever we left off. And the whole earth was of one language and one of speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a place in the land of Shinar, and they built one. Then they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had brick for stone, stone, and they had asphalt for mortar. 
And they said, Go let us build a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven, and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men built. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this they began to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down, and there confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of the earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. So the word Babel comes from the day... And we, we use it, although it's spelled slightly differently, we use the word if you're babbling on, right? You're saying things that don't make sense. And were they saying things that day that didn't make sense? Just not really, right? God split their languages up so that they didn't necessarily understand all of one another. Because God said, if they continue to work together on this earth, they will run themselves to a place of destruction so quickly that I have to slow it down. I want more people to be born and die, more generations to come out. I want more of my people to come to heaven with me. Basically, and so he slowed down the process by splitting up languages across the world. What happened, do you think, that day, and really ever since, since the languages split up? Here's Fred, and here's Bob. Today he speaks English and English, which isn't really true, but whatever. English and English, and tomorrow he speaks English and Portuguese. What happens to them? One day they wake up, it's different. Do you think they get along well? No. Nope. Do you think the nations of the world get along well today? No. Pretty much not. What happened was, and this was in God's plan to be able to split people and keep them apart, but basically they couldn't get along. After God put these languages in, they were working together for evil to accomplish evil things and put themselves above God eventually is what they were doing. And God says, i got to split you up and i got to make it frustrating for you. And so at that point, the human race began to fight and fight and fight and fight and fight. Babel begins a huge place of fighting amongst nations because that's where your nations come from. The different bodies of language, and if you study language, you'll find out that they come from different uh, types of languages. There's Slavic languages and Romantic languages and all different ones, okay? But there are basis of different languages that come through, and then families of language come out of those. So that day, God created the families of languages and split the world but the world couldn't get along because they all were very angry and sinful. 
And so God was able to split out those people and those leaders and spread them around the world. And they just basically got frustrated with another and left. They can't get along, so I'm going here. Okay? Because they didn't understand each other. And still to this day, the babble continues. Not that there's different languages, because that's really not what it's talking about. It's talking about the fight, the strife, the battle that they have amongst one another. Constantly fighting. Okay? And ever or its babble sounds, the blessed angels sing. So here's the earth. It's weary and sad and lowly. And God says, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. And man says, fight, 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 fight. Verse number three, this one may not be as familiar to you, but this is a great verse. But with the woes of sin and strife, this world has suffered long. Beneath the angel strains have rolled two thousand years of wrong. And man at war with man hears not the love song which they bring. Oh, hush the noise, ye men of strife, and hear the angels sing. So we add to this world, weary, sad, lowly, sin, strife. Not doing too good as a human race, and yet we won't listen either. I don't want to hear it. I just want to do what I want to do. I don't want to listen to God and what He had. Alright? I don't want to hear all this stuff. I don't want to hear what God has. When we are wrong, we don't like to step back. And that's what fighting happens amongst humans. And it happens in every family, and every group, and most relationships in all the world. <clears throat> But there is such a strife amongst mankind because sin is so prevalent amongst us. And God is saying, I have a way out of this for you. You just have to listen. But we don't listen. We don't want to hear it. Because I have a better way. And when you do that, and you walk that path, and you insist upon it, the next verse comes. And ye beneath life's crushing load whose forms are bending low, who toil along the climbing way with painful steps and slow. Look now, for glad and golden hours come swiftly on the wing. Oh, rest beside the weary road and hear the angels sing. If you insist upon being right and insist upon fighting and battling and not listening and not becoming a peacemaker like God says, you will get crushed under the load of your own sin. You have consequences for what you do and what you say. But if you stop 
and sit on the side of the road, that battle as you get, it says, you toil along the climbing way, but you keep each step as painful. And you're bending down under the crushing load of your own problems. If you stop and sit and listen, Christ says, Come to me, all you who are labor, who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. But that is listening to God. And if we learn to listen to God, we learn to have a better life. This is what this whole song is doing, is calling us to step away from fighting, from strife in this world. Because the world says, peace, 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 who peace, we're going to have it. And yet, every person lives by selfishness. And it will never be peace under selfishness. So why does God say peace on earth? The last verse answers it. For lo, the days are hastening on by prophet seen of old when with the ever-circling years comes round the age of gold when peace shall over all the earth its ancient splendors fling and the whole world give back the song which now the angels sing. And so, there have been prophets. God said along the way, throughout the Old Testament and through the New Testament, there's an age of peace that's coming. I will bring peace. When Christ comes for the second time, He will bring peace. He will... It says he will rule with an iron rod, he will rule with righteousness, but he will bring peace into a kingdom. And so he is the Prince of Peace. Isaiah talks about it, and it talks about it throughout a lot of the minor prophets. There's allusions to it. It talks about it in Revelation and in other books in the New Testament. It talks about the coming kingdom of Christ and what will be. And it says the prophets have seen this for many, many years. And someday, when God is finished with this plan, God will bring in and usher in a plan of peace for the children of God. For those who have Him in their hearts, He will bring peace to the world. He will bring peace in a way, after he ends this world, he will bring a newness to this world, a new kingdom. And he brings peace. And that is the age of gold. A new age coming in. Until then, we are to be peacemakers. We are to spread God's peace that he gives to us in our hearts. And he does that. If we have a relationship, if we know Christ personally in our lives, he gives us direct peace in our lives. And he allows us to live amongst the strife and noise and wars and battles and live with peace. And live and walk right through the midst of the fire. Right through the midst of the earthquake. And we walk through at peace and trust that God will handle it and help us and, and walk us through 
even though the rest of the world is all filled with these other things. And that's what this Christmas carol about is about. The fighting that goes on in the world amongst the nations, amongst the world, amongst the families, amongst all the things. But you can live in peace personally until the great day in the age comes when Christ changes this world recreates the world. You have a personal peace if you let Christ into your heart. You will not know that peace until you have a personal heart. And so we echo back. And one day the world will echo back. But for now it's called for me and for you to go out into the world and say I know God. And I live in peace despite other people living with anxiety and, and problems and all these sort of things. I can trust God through any problem, no matter what happens. He will help me walk through it. I trust Him. And other people who don't have that peace should be looking at you and saying, what is it about you that makes you weird? Why are you different? Why aren't you worried about all these things? Because God's given you peace. And so this kingdom... This song that the angels have been singing and singing and singing for all these many years to the world saying, if you'll only listen, it's here. We told you the message. We'd like you to hear it. We want you to do things. Watch over us. We want you to do this. Listen to us. This is what God wants for you. Peace on earth, goodwill towards men. All right? That's his plan. It will come totally to pass someday when the golden age comes. But for now, we are here as ambassadors for Christ to tell it to the world and to live in front of the world so others know. All right. Merry Christmas to you all. Thank you very much.